Today on the show, singer-songwriter Sarah Beth Go and I talk artistic jealousy, the pitfalls of new media, and so much more on episode 52 of Who Writes This Stuff? Well, hey there. It's me, Nick Flora. This is episode 52. Who Writes This Stuff? We're doing it right now. Uh... I feel like it's been a long time. I hate this. I, I, I don't like the lags between the podcast, if you want to know something about me, honestly. Um, I wish that I could do this every week. I sort of like struggle between going back and forth, being like, I'm going to do this every week, and then I'm going to do this twice a month. It's perfectly fine. Or, and that turns into, you know, just whenever I get around to it, which stinks. I don't like that. And uh, it's part of the, you know, it's one of the sort of bittersweet things about being your own boss, which I am, which I'm proud of, but it's also, you know, it's a constant struggle between balance and, like, a lot of things in life, and, you know, I, I don't like it, um, but, you know, it's better that we have something than nothing, I guess, um, but uh, here we are, and this is episode 52, first one of 2014, it's a new year, uh, something that uh, brings me I like it. I like New Year's. I like new beginnings. You know, who doesn't? Like a, a fresh start kind of feeling. But at the same time, I'm sort of stressed out by it. I, I, I don't know if you're this way. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to get a lot done. Like, okay, here we go. Like, new year. New Here's a second chance. Again, um, you know, for the 30-somethingth time, here we go. And so uh, I'm trying to just be more, I don't know. I don't really believe in... in uh, New Year's resolutions, uh, because they're so easy to break. But I definitely believe in sort of, you know, some sort of mantra, some sort of like, okay, I'm going to try to be better at this the thing, like a, a broader thing. And one of mine is kind of maintaining a balance. And uh, it's really hard, because especially, you know, we talk a lot about it on this podcast, but a lot of what the artists, the indie artist, but I'd say the artist in general, <clears throat> anybody pursuing an artistic thing as a job, especially... It's hard to balance. It's because you have to live in a real life as well. I think the most successful artist that I know, whether it be like a musician or a comedian or an actor or whatever, has to sort of um, either find a balance between family, home life, friends, all of that, all the like, you know, taking out the trash, doing projects at home, that stuff, life stuff, um, and their job. And especially because our. My job specifically, being an indie artist, I book myself, I manage myself, I promote myself, um, I do this podcast by myself. All these things, it's just it's it's hard to find a balance between, you know, getting everything that needs to be done done. And I think the most successful people in my line of work are the ones who just don't have, you know, family or good friendships or, you know, they're just. 100% just like, I'm just going to work and that's going to be my marriage and my and my friends are going to be work friends and that's just the way it's going to be. And maybe that's that's painting with a broad brush and I could be wrong. And I, I feel like now like I've, I have um, I have three or so podcasts ready to come out and I, I feel like this conversation keeps coming up. Uh, and it, it probably will because it's something that I'm thinking about, just the, the idea of finding a balance. I'm sure all of us, you know, whether you're pursuing the artistic thing or not, can kind of relate to how do you, how do you find that? And I, I think it really comes down to self-discipline, which I'm the worst at. I'm terrible at it. I'm, I'm so bad. I wake up in the morning with the best intentions. And by the end of the day, I'm like, well, I blew that here. We, you know, and thankfully there keeps being more days, uh, knock on wood. 
I don't know. And I think that's just a part of it. I think it's just a thing that has to happen. I think struggling with balance is a thing that will probably never go away. And I think that's okay. I think, uh, you know, at least it makes life interesting. And uh, there is lessons to be learned in it, is as annoying as that is. But um, anyway, so all that to say, I am, I'm excited about this episode. And I'm excited that the podcast keeps going on. Um, if, if you wouldn't mind telling some of your friends, if, if, you think, if you can think of anybody that might like this podcast, maybe spreading the word a little bit. I mean, like literally... I don't have a budget for this thing at all. If I did, I, I wish I just had like, you know, at least something that I could throw at <laughs> like a publicist or somebody. But, you know, honestly, this is such a grassroots thing. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm excited that anybody at all listens to it. And the people that have found it the various ways, uh, you know, it's pretty awesome because it really is literally I am, you know, at my house. A lot of the interviews are conducted at my house. Um, it's just one-on-one for the most part, me and another person talking and, but I would love to take a, you know, a thousand dollars and throw it at this podcast and like buy better equipment. And, uh, it's something that I've kind of been playing around with doing, you know, like for, for some reason, this is goes back to the balance thing. I think like, should I just buy better equipment? So like, it sounds like a professional show. Um, or it's either that, like I'm, it's those days where I'm just like, okay, I need to put way more make it flashier make you know hire like an assistant all this you know all this stuff that i've heard other people do with their radio show or their podcast or their production and then there's some days where i'm just like i think i need to just can it and just stop doing the podcast altogether you know it's either one or the other i can't find a balance in the middle where i'm just like okay with it but um you know but this is also a really busy time of year which a lot of people, you know, I feel like the holidays are a busy time of year. Basically, I was thinking about it, you know, you, you can talk to anybody any time of year and they're like, oh, well, this is just a really busy time of year. Like, that's what I do every time I'm calling or emailing people to book shows. It's like, this is a really busy time of year. Here's the thing. Life is busy. <laughs> I've just figured out. Like, there is no sort of, like, just downtime where nobody's really doing anything. All It's just insane. Life's busy, you know? Um, these are all things that I'm just starting to be just to embrace and surrender to like life's going to be busy. So just jump in and go for it. I feel like a lot of things I, I'm sort of waiting for the right time to do. And maybe you are too. I would, I would, so I would encourage you to be like, there's never going to be a quote unquote right time. Just if you want to do something, I say, just jump in and start doing it. <laughs> That's all I can, all I can say. So anyway, with this podcast, I go back and forth with, with wanting to do that. So I guess that segues sort of into the, the little commercial that we're going to do here. Um, <laughs> but you know, every, every week I sort of talk about this, but if you would, um, well, first off, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at who writes the stuff podcast at gmail.com or at Twitter at who writes pod, who writes the stuff on Facebook. Um, all that stuff, joining the conversation. I started doing this thing this episode where I'm asking you guys uh, via the internets um, to give me a topic and the artist and I, or whoever I'm talking to, I'll bring that topic up and we'll sort of discuss it. So whether it's something real um, or just something that's been on your mind, whether it has to deal with, uh, you know, anything of artistic nature or not, um, or just something kind of silly or, or, you know, lighthearted, whatever it is, um, I'm going to start doing that more and more often. I did it on this episode with Sarah Beth Go. And it was really fun. It actually spurred even more conversation. Uh, so I, that's sort of something that I wanted to throw out there for you guys, uh, uh, because you are you are great and, and you're really good at at, uh, at commenting. So if you want to join in the conversation, uh, you can do so that way. Or if you want to con- con- contribute, if you want to contribute to the podcast, you could do so by uh, clicking the PayPal link uh, on the podcast blog, and uh, that helps us buy more 
you know, space web, you know, it does cost money to do that um, from time to time or, you know, on the server and throw it up on iTunes and stuff. So if you'd like to keep this going, you can do so in a very real way and contribute and you'll be my favorite people in the entire planet of the world. So um, there's that, of course. And uh, if you want to leave iTunes reviews, I will uh, love you forever. Uh, iTunes reviews kind of helps spike iTunes uh, like lets them know at iTunes, you know, like that we're here and it helps put up you know, they do these sort of uh, spotlights on different, you know, albums and podcasts and whatever. And uh, that, that that would be a huge help. So every little r- review you give uh, helps in that way. And furthermore, I will give you a shout out on the show. Like the last person to give a review uh, was Patrick Buckley and uh, gave a very kind review. And I'm very thankful for Patrick. Uh, thank you, sir, for for giving us a shout out. And, and uh, so, yeah, any way you could like help promote. I don't I'm trying to come up with like unique ways to promote the show. I want I want to sort of. There's a lot of things I want to do. I would love to, you know, have like a little merch store and, you know, sell like mugs and T-shirts and that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, I'd love to do more live podcasts and stuff. There's so many things that honestly, like the more I think about it, um, this podcast is sort of I I started to be an extension of of my music and, and, you know, my travels and the interesting people I meet. And then it just sort of I could so easily become my full time job. And I think that if it did become my full time job, I could be like happy, which which is weird and awesome. Um so, but I, I want to try to make all these things happen, and there's just so much uh, that I have to do, you know, within every day. And that's talking about going back to balance between people and life stuff, and, and friendships, and family, and uh, you know, and then booking shows, and just all the stuff that goes along with writing music. And ugh, it's a lot, guys. It's a lot, and I, I'm not complaining one bit. I, I love every bit of it. I'm just I love it so much that I'm trying to find time for each little bit. So, and I'm sure you guys can relate to that. So here we are, episode 52. Um, <laughs> if I put these out every week, we would be a year in, but I don't. So, uh, But episode 52 uh, is, a, is a really fun one because it's Sarah Beth Go, And I don't know if you're familiar with Sarah Beth Go, um, but uh, it's somebody that I, I sort of heard the name. You know, you just sort of we run in, in similar circles. Um, but my relationship with Sarah is, is really interesting because um, she... It's just one of these people who we have a lot of friends in common. And I, I went out west. I played some shows in Arizona. And there was a, a, a one of the shows, there was a promoter who just kept mentioning, like, all of my friends that, you know, who play music who they've had out, you know, to play. And then kept dropping her name in there, too. And I was like, gosh, I don't, how do I know that name? I don't think I know her. And then uh, I flew back to Nashville and literally, like, stepped off the plane and played a show <clears throat> um, at, at the basement here in town. And I and she's there. She's not on the show, but she's playing with the artist that's on the show as well. And it was one of these things where um, we were, I was coming on stage, she was coming off stage, and we just sort of shook hands. And she, you know, you know, good job, good job. And she was like, "Oh, my name's Sarah Beth." And I was like, "Wait, what's your last name?" And it just sort of clicked. And I was like, "Okay." And then, like after talking with her a little bit, I was like, "We." okay, this, we might be instant friends and this might just be meant to be. So I asked her to come on the podcast so we could sort of talk it out. And this was before, I guess we recorded this in December. Um, so there's some Christmas talk in there too. Uh, and also I guess of note, uh, bef- while I got there, I went over to her house because her, her car died, which, you know, happens. And then, so the episode sort of ends abruptly because we talk until the tow guy gets there. So uh, I I love this kind of stuff because essentially, you know, it's if I was just going over there to hang out anyway. But uh, she has a lot to say. I, I feel like she's a very vulnerable, open um, 
person as well as an artist. And those are my favorite kinds of people because you can just dive in straight and just be like, hey, how you doing? Also, have you thought about this? And she is game for any type of conversation. And I think you guys will get a kick out of this uh, episode and really like her music as well. So all that to say, episode 52, Sarah Beth Go. Let's do it. Yeah, it was just like... I've tried out for Cirque du Soleil so many times that like you know, I've been rejected so sick. much that I'm just over it. It's just, but it, it's and part, that it's one a person died. Me, so. so somebody died at Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Did you not hear about what? that? Yeah. We saw. Oh, I can't believe that Las any of them Vegas. are alive because they are doing the same things. Wait, I know. So, how did this person die? One of the harnesses snapped. So it wasn't even, it was like a normal circus death. <laughs> like yeah. something, it wasn't like. It wasn't them. It was the, it was. Okay. Tech, it's like the WWF. Did mm-hmm. you hear about the WWF? They were talking about this recently on NPR where this WWF, like they were talking about, I'm not sure what the subject was, but it was like fooling people into believing that this was something real. Mm-hmm. The WWF thing. <laughs> So, but, oh, but then people in the saying. audience would play along, but then this one guy was coming down from the ceiling and the harness broke and they thought it was part of the act. Oh no. So they were like, that's the worst, ah! you know, like, <laughs> like cheering as he's like, dying. that's like the story of a guy having a heart attack in an improv class and everybody's like, what's he doing? He's in the scene. Did they do like, that? <laughs> like that you hear like stories like that where like. This, that'd be the worst place to... There's I think Mitch Hedberg had a joke like that. Like, there's the worst place. Ugh, it's like in an acting class. It's like, oh, because everybody thinks you're method. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's terrible. Also, that makes me think of on NPR the other day. Were you listening on the day that JFK mm-hmm. died 50 years ago? People were calling in sobbing. Like, 50 years later about JFK getting killed. Wow. Okay? So... They did this one segment where they were in a different country. Or no, it wasn't a different country. It was here. And it was a symphony. And they interrupted the symphony. And they they played what the guy said in the symphony. Mm-hmm. He said, we regret to inform you that JFK has been the victim of an assassination. You can hear everybody in the audience like, ah! yeah. You know? And then they played the funeral march by like... Brahms? Brahms or Beethoven or something. or somebody. One of those bees. One of the bees. And I was listening to it and crying. Really? In my car. Because so many people were just yeah. like, they just loved him. And then I got to my friend's house and they were like, ah, if Twitter was around, they would know he was a jerk. And I was still just That like, is oh, true. Man. But still, I'm it's, He's still like a person who was in charge of... They just loved him. Well, he was a sign of hope. He like, was a sign of he, hope. That, that's, what, that's what the biggest... I mean, he was the first president that we had that was, like, for, like, desegregation and, like, yeah. of schools and all, all this. <clears throat> he was this very forward-thinking person. We're like, oh, we're finally going to get out of this horrible place. And, no, you know, all these old white dudes who are president. So I know. I don't think I have it. I can't find it. Yeah. I wish I could find it because it's so... I had the idea for this podcast funny. two years before I ever pressed record. You did? Yeah. I was just like, well, well I, don't my know, friend, I don't know how to do it. My friend, um, Sean, do you know the Nobility, the band, the Nobility? I know the name, yeah. They're really good. He looks like John Lennon. He, okay. We do dining room duets where mm-hmm. we do a duet in my dining room. I, I've started doing Oh, wait. I've, I saw a video of we something tried, like this. I try to do it like a lot, but I don't. 
another thing that it takes it takes time so much plus i'm always like here's part of it is i get too big in my ideas and then don't, don't know how to execute them so it's it ends up being crippling mm-hmm. so at one point i wanted to do the song sing a song sing out loud yeah because we did it in lower school and stuff mm-hmm. at, in new I, i'm from new orleans okay. so in new orleans and so i was like what if i get my friend to like Instead of have a, having a real person, because in the middle of the song it goes, la, 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 all these mm-hmm. kids come in, you know? So, what if I got my friend to be a puppet, do a puppet act, you know, like yeah. bring his puppet. I love it already. In. And he, I found a guy, because his mom was a professional puppeteer, so he has like all these like different colored puppets and like yeah. very politically correct or whatever. And he, but then I just never did it. I think that's I have the a problem with execution. That's that's the artist's plight though. Is that we have we come up with great ideas. That's why we need a manager. I know, and I keep wanting a manager. And we I need we one. need somebody who even if it's just like a friend or some sort of partner that will come in and be like, I will figure out all the logistics. Yeah. You and we'll take this idea and soar with it. That's why Yeah. Like I would say the ma- majority that... of people wouldn't get stuff done if they It's true. <laughs> Well, until, like you for, until you're just like, okay, that's not happening, so you just have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should just, like, after this is done, and after I get my car fixed, <laughs> find my puppeteer. Although my friend who was going to do it moved, so now I have to find another person. Got to make a new friend. New puppeteer friend. I know. I, I, do, I, I feel like me, I feel like I have a, gr- a good group of friends where we all come up with great ideas that never fully get executed. Yeah. And so th- that's something I'm, I'm constantly trying to... You secretly turned this on, didn't you? Is this like the interview? Oh, it's been on for 13 minutes. Oh my. It's okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I added the, yeah, I added the crap out of it. So I, that's the hardest part. I have three episodes that I need to edit and put up before the end of the year. So one I'm in the middle of doing now. Who? So Matthew Wirtz, you know that man? Um, that boy, that boy, um, this is the second appearance and he, he's hilarious, but, uh, and then Dennis and Whitmer. Do you know Dennis and Whitmer? Yes. Yeah. You interviewed him? Does yeah, he he's a friend here? of mine. No, he lives in Philadelphia. Okay, I'm like he was just obsessed in town. with his music. Yeah, he's amazing. And uh, we just did well, one I last just, week. No, The no, Dreamer. Week. Are You a Dreamer? So good. That's a perfect That's a perfect album. It's, it's so good. It's the perfect good. album from start to finish. It's so good. It's the perfect, it's the quintessential, like that's how I usher in fall. Like oh. I will put that on and it's like. Here we are, colder weather. You know, yeah. it's so good for I like, like that. yeah, it's so good. And, and all this music is. I see in Philadelphia. So there. he just lives there. That's where he grew up. Okay. So, but he was in town. Do you know William Fitzsimmons? That dude. Mm-hmm. He sort of has very similar vibe. But they were playing a show with the Bluebird and uh, uh, Dennis and I. Oh, is William Fitzsimmons the therapist guy? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just a bearded dude that plays music. Are you sure? Oh, I don't know. Is, is he bald? Yeah. Is yeah. he a therapist? He's, I don't know anything about like him. I just shtick, met him. His shtick is that he's a therapy. Now I want to look it up. And he, he's like a therapist. That's crazy. He seems like that because he has such a... Songs like, that are he's so chill. Like when I met him, he was very like, you know, I don't know, chill. Yeah. Like I said, does it say anything about... Let me see a picture of him. Wikipedia. Um, he looks like this. He's not Does bald. he kind of look sick a little bit? Yeah, he's super skinny. Looks yeah. like that. No, wait, I don't think so. That's not, that's not a good picture. I just that? know someone was at the Bluebird that was a therapist and my friend said we should go and I was like, it's going to be sold out because it gets sold out really fast. Oh, it was, it was, it, I was on the list because I, was, I wasn't going to go, but Dennison was like, well, I'll just put you on this thing. And then, because oh. I, I have assigned seating there. 
<clears throat> and I've played there a couple times, and it's always sold out. But it's you know it's such like yeah, a, that's the guy. That's the guy. It's such a songwriter and psychotherapist creating captivating music, which you need. Interesting. That's like the dude from Iron and Wine being like a professor. Oh, he is. Like he's yeah, and he, he yeah he he was that. a professor for years, and then he just sort of made these little demos on the side, and whoever it was from what's the label Sub Pop or something was like, can we put this out? And he was like, I guess, and then. That that's the thing that frustrates me and also delights me about the music industry is that somebody can accidentally get into it and yeah. be successful, <laughs> and then. Um, but and I always secretly am like, that's not true. You secretly wanted to do it, surely. Clearly, but but, wanted, but it's surely Bonnie Bear, right? I know. I mean, please. Okay. Do you do you me- do you remember the show Say by the Bell? Yes. Of course. Okay. Uh, I love starting sentences like that. Do you remember John F. Kennedy? Um, he was a, a guy. Yes, okay, there's an episode of Say by the Bell that's a dream sequence where yeah. where they become a band. Okay. And they're, the band is called Zack Attack, and they are that's just okay. having a good time singing in their garage. Totally. And just, then they get just, discovered. And then a guy, a, a, a high-profile agent, mm-hmm. is jogging by, hears them, no. pops his head in. His name is Brian Fate. No. Because Fate knocked on their door. Um and it's my favorite. But that that's the mentality I feel like that a lot There's of people a Tony, have. Who's Tony? What's her name? Tony? And Tony Braxton. Sh- yeah, Tony yeah. Braxton was apparently discovered singing at a gas station. See, this this drives me up a wall. I don't agree. I don't believe There that. are a few things that I'm sort of... Yeah, I feel like it makes a better story than an actual thing yeah. that happened. Yeah. But that, that drives me crazy. Although I'm not like mad at it because everybody has their own thing. Yeah. But I've been like beating myself up to try to get people to pay attention to me and that people like sort of accidentally it's like they fall down a set of stairs and they're like oh there's a guy down there who's yeah. you know they accidentally pressed play on a boombox and yeah. their song was playing and now yeah. they they got asked to go on tour I don't with, believe it. with I the think rolling it's stones i know but i mean but the the thing with sam being the guy from iron and wine it seems like because he still goes back and teaches and stuff and it seems he like he does yeah. i would totally take his class Wouldn't you? and ask him to marry me <laughs> and be like i'll be the subject of all your songs forever that death us part I don't know exactly where this is gonna go We're kids in the city, we don't wanna be alone We're tearing down signs and putting up our own Well, pick me up at 7 o'clock, boy Bring me a flower, let's enjoy the evening You look so nice in your plaid bow tie I like the way you walk and I like the way you speak I like how you listen and you look at me We kind of work well as kids in the city Well, pick me up at 10 a.m. and bring me a coffee Kiss me again It's just interesting to me Everybody's different path Because it's also very frustrating Which is also... The, I feel like the... I will put this to you to see what you think. But there's... I feel like it's the source of of just jealousy in the industry. Because yeah. people... Because we're constantly comparing our journey to other artists' journey. Yeah. And they're like, well, how did they get that thing? Totally. Like, I've been doing this either longer or better yeah. or whatever. Or you feel like I am due for some sort of something. Yeah. But they just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Or somebody accidentally heard their thing. Or they have a contact that I don't have. Yeah. And it can drive you insane. Well, here's... I actually think about that a lot 
and thought about it recently a lot because I've been thinking that for a real, I've gotten stuck in that mind frame of right place, right time because I literally compare myself to everybody all day long. We all do. And I'm always like praying not to and doing everything that I like. I'm a big Google person, so I'm always like, how do you get over someone or like, like Yahoo so answers. many Googles. No, I don't do Yahoo. I have got, I'm not a Yahoo. I'm a Google. All right. All right. right? Isn't Yahoo? Oh no. Yahoo. You know what that is? Yahoo answers. Oh yeah. People I get that, like, but normally I go to the wiki, wiki steps. Me too. Yeah. Those yeah, are the I best know. ones. Like seven steps to get over it. Generally they're all the same, especially How for interesting. breakups. I know. Right. And it's always, the last one is always. But um, it's just good to hear that somebody else went through a goes thing. Goes through it. Which yeah. is what ultimately we're probably trying to do with. That's music, what a, a huge part of this podcast yeah. is just hearing that we're all going through kind through of the, the same, same thing. thing. And I wish I was like a strong enough person where it's like I have such a sense of self that I, you know, I don't need like, it. I'm doing me. I'm doing me, and I'm Bonnie Vare, and I'm gonna go to a cabin and write some songs that, and not use a click track and like put it on my garage band and be famous yeah. and be on stage and be like. I don't really care about this, you know. And then quit. Totally opposite. But I'm totally opposite to where I'm like, here's the thing though, because I just had the, the, these series of revelations where I went and saw Nico Case, mm-hmm. first of all, in Boston. Love her. And before I went and saw her, I read a bunch of articles and watched, like, uh, what's his name? Like, Jomeshi, Paul Jim, G- Gia- Gia- Giamatti? Giamatti. Or, no, no that's an actor. it was the guy on um, NPR that interviews. Oh, musician. I know you're talking about. Yes, yes. And I watched her because she's a she's a weird like she has a background singer that talks that does all the talking on stage. It's really why she's strange. hilarious. I don't know. I, we kind of were annoyed actually. I think they're like. Be- I heard her on a podcast recently, and they're like best friends. They're best friends, yeah. but she kind of to me it seemed like they took over. She took over a little bit, Nico's but so still, funny, Nico though. was just like whatever. It was also her last night of the tour. She might have been dead and done with it. I think she kind of was. I mean, she kind of looked like it. Like maybe she was losing her voice and she didn't want to talk. No, she, her voice sounded great. Well, I just think that other girl is an artist and kind of wanted to take over. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so that should be the name of your podcast. Reading, I digress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I was watching these article, these things, and you know, I've been here for thirteen years, mm. and I came here to do Christian music at first, and got in trouble with um, this camp because I drank a glass of wine when I was twenty five, and was like, "You can never work at this corporation again." And so I was like, "F the." Christians and F and I grew up in New Orleans. F the Christian police. Yeah. And I grew up in New Orleans. <laughs> right. And so it's like it's a little bit different. I I grew up like in a Baptist church and went to Catholic school and in a very party oriented city in which my parents are active in it. And yeah. it was celebration is kind of the undertone of things. Totally. So yeah, you're when right. you come here to the Bible Belt, it's a little different. So anyway, I got in trouble. Let, I got engaged to someone and moved up to Minneapolis, and I was like, I'm going to the north where it's like liberal and you know all this stuff. <laughs> and then um, came back, went back down to New Orleans, got unengaged, came back to Nashville. Wow! And since then, have been I. That's when I did an album with Ben Shrive, Shrive. and um, it was called Tired of Singing Sad Songs, which ironically there were still some sad songs. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, I would hope that there. they were only sad songs on that. Well, pretty much only. But then from that point on, got into this mindset of like it's just about the right time and the right place and bumping into the right people. But just recently, I thought from watching those interviews and then seeing some friends 
get really, really far by working their butts off Mm -hmm. like morning, noon and night and not even necessarily like investing way more in the business aspect and getting further because of it. And I just think it's not about the right place in the right time. It's about your work ethic. You know, I think there's something to say for sacrifice, you know, as well. Like, I think some people are in better places to do it. If you're, I'm single and I digress again, but she, Nika Case talked about being a blue collar musician. She's like, I'm okay to, I mean, granted, she's like selling she's out the right. perfume. But maybe it was that mindset that got yeah, her. got her. She, she says she works all the time. She has this place in Vermont. She's got a studio out there and it's, it was just like inspiring to hear like, not this victimized, like when's it my yeah. turn? Like, mm. you know, when am I going to finally be discovered in the, bathroom at the gas station like Tony Braxton right you know like we were sitting at Frothy Monkey the other day and these girls were singing three tables down and I'm just like you're not gonna be discovered why were they singing they were just young and free and and, and annoying. And I'm so annoyed with that image. I know. Already. I mean, I'm it's happy. It's already a tight space. I'm happy that they're free, but I was just like, I'm trying to like get work done and you're distracting. Frothy is already a tight space. We don't it's need. It's so tight and it's like. Why is music so annoying in this town? It's, it is really annoying. I think because, but see, I think that's the choice that you make. Like I had to get, for me, I had to get out of the mind frame of like, and I still deal with it because I compare myself all day long, but like, like, getting my brain to a place where I'm celebrating it with other people. Like, I remember being in college, and this girl was like, we were talking, She's and her her name is Emily Deloach. She's a, I know Emily, yeah. She's a, amazing. She's been on the podcast. She's musician. a good friend of mine. She yeah. has, mm. uh, she's an amazing musician. I love her. She said she would always be really supportive of other people, and I'm like, why is she supportive? Like, she is a cheerleader. She doesn't have a competitive mind set at all Mm -mm. and it for me that's refreshing because i'm like like i'm competing with people that don't know that i'm competing with them so i'm only hurting myself (laughs) i know at that point you're only you really are only getting in your own way so then and i also like read bird by bird by anne lamott have you ever read that Mm -mm. book it's about writing in general she she talks um she's like a spiritual person yeah but she talks about writing and writing books mostly and like these classes that she's had and she always talks about and I'm gonna swear she talks okay. about shitty first drafts mm-hmm. that's like her big first thing you're always gonna have shitty first always. drafts it will never be allow yourself to have shitty first, gra- yeah. first drafts yeah and it will never be like this magical you know I mean granted when I was young and first started writing and I was just like oh my god like the Holy Spirit is writing these songs through me, you know? Right. And I would, I went to Belmont and I remember people would introduce songs. It's like, the Lord just really put this song in me. And I'm like, this better be a good song if it's from the Lord because he created everything. <laughs> so, you know, we'd all be like, okay, here we go. But, um, she talks about the writing process and how it's not mysterious and it's not magical most days. It's sitting down usually at the same time and, writing yeah. it's about work ethic you know and um i saw her speak and i was sitting with a friend two seats down and i think my friend really wanted to have some sense of like like i need to know that like it's spiritual in a way and she mm-hmm. raised her hand and she asked she's like do you ever feel like some sort of spiritual thing that happens as you write you know i think the artistic process is so magical and and ann was just like 
no, I really don't. She was like, I sit my butt down and I want to do, she said, I have 27 voices in my head and 26 of them are negative critics and one of them is encouraging me to keep going. So it's funny because when you're not making money off of um, music stuff, Mm -hmm. when you live in a culture where your brother says, why did you buy that CD? You can just download it for free off the internet. You know, your own flesh and blood. When you like look around you and people are killing themselves to try to get their songs on a Subaru commercial or a TV drama, and there's no shame in it at all, but when that becomes the main focus focus Mm. for trying to make money, then, and when you're using your artistic time to sit in your chair and write songs for those things that everything is so fleeting, period, so why not actually say something that means something? I would have ridden my bike to Chicago Spent all my time with a boy I barely knew Ooh, that's what I do You might say I'm foolish and reckless But the tall security fence around my heart I knocked down a long time ago retreat this past weekend and we were it was with kids it was like this youth retreat and this my the leader picked up this book that's all these hymns and the stories behind them and talked talked about this song called a love that will not let me go Mm -hmm. and the story is this guy was going blind and his he was trying to finish school and become a pastor Long story short, his fiance was like, I can't be with a blind man. And she broke up with him and it was devastating to him. And he went blind and he became a pastor and his sister got engaged. And the day his sister got engaged, he writes this song out of devastation because he lost, you know, what she now has, you know, and the song lived beyond his life, you know? So it's like, I'm kind of in the mode of, we were talking about in the car on the way back, writing about pain and like being like embracing pain is a really common language, you know, Yeah. that people don't really like to speak. <laughs> Happiness is a common language too. And I love, when I write happy songs, I like drink a whole bottle of wine cause I'm so proud of myself. I know. Cause I can't, it's hard. <clears throat> it is really hard. Even if I write, write a sad song that sounds happy, I allow myself a bottle of wine cause it's like, at least it sounds it's happy. It's so much easier to yeah. just, I think the first 20 songs I wrote were super sad bastard songs. Yeah. Because I was a teenager and I was just like feeling it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, mine were all about like just Jesus. God well, yeah. and Jesus and God and Jesus. Well, mine were too. They were they were very morose Christian yeah. like songs. Like I just wanted to write the sad, like the sad Cayman's Call songs. Those are the ones yeah. I wanted to write. <laughs> I love those sad songs. So, so yeah, moody. I think it's really interesting to be in this... Like, I, I literally had to force myself to stop looking at just other... Because for a while, I'd do exercises where I'm like, okay, where are they touring? I'd like to get in those venues. But then I'm like, 
wow, they're touring a lot. And then I'm like, wow, their stuff sounds so good. And you just get, my uncle said, he's like, compare and despair. That's what it is. You compare and despair. And I wanted to get it tattooed somewhere, but I didn't yeah. tattoo. Comparison is the thief of joy. It is. That's and the... it's the thief of working. And I think like you're, if you're busy looking at everybody's websites, you're not sitting down. There, right. there is a healthy competitive edge too. Cause like I've, I've yeah. started taking like sort of seeing what, I sort of liken it to like levels in high school. So if I'm like JV, I want to see what all the varsity kids are doing. Yeah. So I will see what people who are sort of doing a little bit more than me. Not like yeah. I, I used to look at like I used to when I started out. I would look at like Counting Crows. And I'm like, where can I? I want to do what they do. So yeah. which is that's dumb. Smoke so a lot of pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grow. So I grew dreads and uh, and and a goatee and gained a bunch of weight over the course of four albums. But I. <laughs> <laughs> like Adam Dirtz and then I started dating Jennifer Aniston um, so how did he get her and Courtney Cox dated both of them friends literally in the 90s quite literally friends I know how about that so they're but uh, looking at people sort of who are I'm aspiring to be like and yeah. instead of I mean it's a tricky place and mindset to get into because you're going to instantly go to be like how are they getting how do they get that guy's attention or how are they getting on this tour blah 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 and a lot of it has a lot more to say with the people that they have hired to be their manager than yeah. them like uh, I saw somebody post a picture of uh, was, uh, Adam Levine was this is the people's sexy man of the year he is. and somebody posted he a really picture of that is. and said congrats to Adam Levine's publicist because Adam Levine's publicist got him on that cover yeah but he really truly <clears throat> is very sexy well there you go or, do you think that already or do you think that because people I magazine told you that. well I that is true him that might be a bad that may be a bad example but last year or two years ago when it should have been Ryan Gosling it was Bradley Cooper and a I mean, lot, it a lot of people threw Ryan it Gosling. shouldn't it always just, be the, the Goss yeah, so okay. uh <laughs> It's it's not as and what we're projecting out there and not just as artists but just as people yeah is we're just highlighting the the best stuff to make us all kind of go crazy with jealousy and just like I I feel like the best case and point of this is to look at an Instagram feed mm-hmm. on Sunday morning and I feel like the, because everybody's posting Saturday night pictures and I'm like oh, yeah. I wasn't in, I know all of these people and right. I wasn't invited to any of this oh, yeah. so you feel bad about your sad life because right. you went to bed at 9.30 on a right. Saturday night right. um, but th- there's just but as far as professional stuff goes it's so much easier to do that instead of taking the competitive or like the instead of jealousy from like a negative standpoint taking it and be like I buy, you know, like market calendar in six months. I want to be at least on my way to yeah. to playing these types of places. Mm-hmm. Get, I, here's here's a list of people I feel like I should be in cahoots with that might help sort of encourage me, if not maybe ask me to go on tour or whatever it is. Yeah. So even if like for me, it was like anything that I can do as far as, you know, I, like even putting this podcast out, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is something that I can do that I can control. Yeah. And it's sort of, and it looks like I'm, I'm having momentum and moving yeah. towards something yeah. that I want to be attached to my like brand, which sounds right. terrible, but that's essentially oh, what we're yeah. doing. No, I so. sat down the other day and wrote a vision statement and like a mission statement. That's important. Cause for years, my dad was always like, well, what is your five year plan? And I was like, what the hell is a five year plan? <laughs> I'm like trying to get through this yeah. today, you know? And, <laughs> And my dad is this brilliant, I mean, he's an amazing businessman. He bought one house when he was 24 years old and over the years has acquired like 85 different units in New Orleans and based it on, and I have his, he gave me a copy of his thesis, which of course I never read, but based it on a thesis they did in college. And I have a lot of friends that are like just business people that Mm -hmm. go to work, 
nine to five that have these goals and plans that like buy new cars and buy things that are have payments and it's interesting to talk to just like people that are in a normal functioning world because that is what we need to treat it i've started to treat my world as that too you yeah know what i'm saying like, you have to I think. like with my energy what i with the comparing energy that i have i write every day every single day i write that's great every day and I'm like, I didn't write yesterday. I usually, I don't write on the Or weekends. the day before. Yeah. Actually, it's been a week. No, I did. I did write every single day last week. And I'm trying to get to the point where it's like, like why, like we should be writing every day. You know what I'm saying? And then the elements of business, like put in a few hours for the business and booking, yes. like you said, like I'm focusing on booking. I'm terrible at it, but I think you get better at it as you do. You it. do. And it hurts it, your brain less. It never sucks less. It's always arduous because it's not but it kind of does but... suck less if you are booking and you get a gig it's like oh that feels really well good. yeah but getting in there and actually like because it's, it's the weirdest job that we have to we have to ask permission to do our job yeah like nobody else does that and ask for money a lot of times too yeah which we do and when <laughs> well, I, that's I started touring and my tour mate like has taught me a lot about just saying like do you do guarantees can we have two hundred dollars you know mm-hmm. stuff like and then sometimes like i got this bite from someone and I was like, great, do you do a guarantee or, or a door charge, you know? And he's like, what are you looking at for? And I told him a price, and he's like, okay. And I thought, I should have said more. Yeah, there's always oh, well. that. But, but next time. Yeah, it's like a whole new, as with anything, it's a whole new set of challenges that can either turn you away from it and make you go get, like, go sell shoes, or yeah. it can make you learn it you yeah because it's not like we're we're not the type of people that go to school and then we go to med school mm-hmm. and then we there's intern. no ladder to climb yeah there's nothing i can see the christmas tree in the reflection of the picture of you and me sitting here in january the holidays are over and it wasn't very easy it was the worst new year's ever people that I know that are these like normal working class nine to fivers or eight to fourers whatever or like there's people that do even earlier which six seems, to three what are these problems obscene it seems totally obscene but because you know when you have friends that are like doing real world like not yes. music business stuff they're not obsessing over it they're just like there's a level of contentment and maybe they're all just faking it to me you know but there's this like level of like yeah we're just gonna go like a simple trip to the grocery store is literally just a simple trip to the grocery store you know what i'm saying there's like i and i like envy that in all 
walks of life in faith and everything. And I think it's like when you're a thinker, you know, it's your, it's your demon, but it's also your, your mind is your workspace. So you're constantly, you're constantly thinking about it. And so, wait, what is the trip to the grocery store to you? I mean, like it could be anything. Like it could be like turn on NPR and have a tear fest to JFK. Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Or it's like, Oh my gosh, look at the trees are, I mean, it's always some, like, it's always like, or like a prayer or like, it's not just like one Oh seven five crank it, you know, get some avocados and beef and come home. It's like, there's just What is this meal constant... that they're making with avocados and beef? I know, I don't know why. I thought I should say something healthy, but then something fattening to me. I am starting this new, this is the debut of this segment, because I feel like I should have segments on this thing. Can we do so, like a jingle for it? Yeah, here's the jingle. Let's do it together. It's the, the first time. time. That's it. <laughs> it's funny. It's the first time. This jingle will only be used this time because it's not going to be the first time anymore. I don't time. really know what you were singing. No it's okay. But, I was um... following. I was just following your lead. Okay, here's the first one. All right. Here's the first topic that we're going to discuss. Okay. Uh, too much technology usage. People are always on their phone. Is yep. it going to be the downfall of intelligence? Go. Well, How do you I, feel about that? Okay, I have lots to say. First of all, I think that thumbs will evolve. I don't know if they'll elongate, but I think we probably all have incredibly, like, thumb wars are going to go to the next freaking level. If people decide to One, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. Enough to, to play a thumb war. What about the people who type with their index finger a la moms? Those are moms, yeah. Um, moms, my mom does texting and she puts C for S-E-E and mm-hmm. U for Y-O-U. But she also thinks that the Lord taught her how to text because the first text I ever got from her was one on. long series of letters that was like A-N-D-X-Y-W-T-V-X-P-Q-3-9-4-T-X. And my sister was like, she, my sister actually snapped a picture of it because it was to my sister. And she said, you have to put a space between the words, Mom. And so she was like, I'm not doing it, this, whatever. And then one time she was having her quiet time and she just felt like God was telling her to learn how to text. Because I'm sorry to laugh. All of her, it's, it's hilarious. She's a really funny woman. All of her kids text and she learned it and she will send these long text messages with abbreviation like she's better at it than a lot of us so maybe the lord did teach her to text i think message. the lord taught my mom to text message i think also there was this study done i don't know if you ever heard about it where um they took a phone and put it next to a petri dish or something uh-huh. whatever and they they did some experiment to see if an organism next to a phone grows or doesn't grow when planted in this petri dish, I'm butchering this. No, no, no. It I'm... was students. It was young students okay. too. So they put a phone next to this petri dish and watched to see if it would grow, and then they put a petri dish in a controlled environment without a phone next to it mm-hmm. to observe all these people that which you know, guilty, sleep next to their phones. Right. And the students oh, yeah. were saying, phones, if you sleep next to them, make you more tired the next day. So, sure enough, the Petri dish next to the phone, the organism wouldn't grow. 
it like didn't grow. Whoa. And then the org, I, you'll have to look at, I, I'm totally butchering it. But I'm the, totally putting my phone across the room now. Next to like by itself grew and was healthier. Yeah. So you've got these wave things that are, you know, coming at you. There's times. Interesting. Yeah. So that's like the scientific. I mean, there's gotta research. be. We're, I mean, we're all going to have giant tumors on our leg. It's in point. our brain. I think in our brain. <laughs> Probably. Right? Well, or in our ear. These days, like I got a phone call yesterday for the first time in like a month. Yeah. Like I don't like it's almost most people like their phones are in their pockets or yeah. in their, or in their back pocket or whatever it is. And you're texting. Yeah. And you're Facebooking. Yes. And tweeting and the phone. I, I would say that the most unused app on my phone other than stocks is the phone app. I didn't even know Stocks was on there. It's on there. That's one of those that you can't get off either. No. I've put it in a folder. Everybody's tried to delete it. Don't deny it. You have. (laughs) I probably have to get more space. Here's the thing. There are times when I get really like stressed and depressed about phones and I just want to like, I think if we, I had this theory one time, what if we like could reverse updating systems and we kept unupdating Mm -hmm. until we were back to flip phones? I think we're heading there. I think we're going to go there. I think there's the next civil war is going to be between people with smartphones, people with no phone. You do, but the smartphone people will win because they can organize easier. Yeah, but the (laughs) dumb phone people will have guns and shoot the smartphone's head off. No, I will. Heads will be watching. I was talking about this the other day, and somebody um, somebody was (laughs) talking about how when they see a guy. This is a, a girlfriend of mine. Saw a guy with a like in a coffee shop, and he had like an iPhone three, whatever the three G, whatever it was, yeah, and was three GS, yeah, the round one. And was like, "What is this guy? Is he poor? This is gross. What is the deal?" Like that's the the unfiltered yeah. thought. And then saw a guy later with a like a flip phone, yeah, and he flipped it open, looked, saw, yeah. and he, he had, and then put it back in his pocket. Oh. And she was like, "What's his deal?" Like uh-huh. the, <laughs> she's like interesting. Yes, because yeah. it's some, there's something very attractive about somebody who is unplugged. Yeah, and it's just free from all attachments. I like it too. Why is that? It's romantic. It's the charm yeah. thing. That but it's so funny. Like I the know. iPhone dude is clearly like he is more yeah. up on things technologically than this other dude. But for some reason, the this is this has got bearded Gosling in the notebook building a, a shelter, and we want to live with bearded Gosling instead of dopey dude who has a cell phone on the side of his yeah. hip. Are you writing a child's like, book right now? No. Wow, my. these names are so. Oh, bearded Gosling Doby Doobie. I like that. <laughs> this is how I categorize the world. No, but I, and I think of and I think of context yeah. through yeah. through movies and yeah. Gosling. Let's be honest. I but mean, in all in all his iterations, I mean, The Notebook really revolu- revolutionized the world. And I I sort of despise that movie, but I love Gosling and McAdams, so I'm sort of torn. Yeah, torn well, between it. And my grandparent, my grandma had Alzheimer's. Oh, so, so you got hit twice. You. Yeah, I like was like my friend you was gotta like, like it. I my know. friend looked at me and she was like, like, are you okay? Because I was I actually had a horrible meltdown. Anyway, I digress. So I think <laughs> I just, Sarah Beth go. I think go it'd be cool story. if there was a movement amongst all these like green people that do juicing and kale and stuff. Sure. If they would also start a movement of like, I like. I don't, I think it's, it's a romantic notion because we are all so addicted to our phones. We can all just use moderation and not be on it all the time. Yeah, but nobody does that. That's not Especially fun. first world America. No. It's like, and it's like, did you watch that Louis C.K. interview yeah, about it's amazing. phones? And I watch it like once a week. We're it's really great, yeah. Alone. And it makes us feel, I, I wrote something, I, was going to also do a blog on my... This is one of the things I started, but never You have all these unfinished projects. I know. And so I wrote something about it where I was like, 
we, um, I'm just like addicted to, oh, I talked about how I posted some picture and got like seven likes. And then I posted a picture of my brand new niece and got like a hundred something likes yeah, on what Facebook. Is that? Because people still really celebrate life and like newness and joy and, you know, it, but then it, and then in my brain, I was like, I'm so addicted to, even in my posting of that picture, my narcissism was completely yeah. like, oh my God, they love this. Like I have so many, you love that little, that little red. It was on it Facebook. It does so much. That little, or now on Insta, the heart and the, the comment. It's literally a heart. It's literally a heart. It's, it's the semblance it's, of love. That's what we've got. That's what we got in the point. Why do we post something and then refresh, refresh, refresh? Why, we just have while we're sitting media. on the toilet. <laughs> Why exactly. do we do this? Toilet, bed, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. It's almost like iPhone is my boyfriend. Yeah. You know? And a really... The new single. The new single. <laughs> so, what was the... The question was, is technology... Oh, we basically answered it. Like, okay. like what are our thoughts on... What are just on, our thoughts? It's not like... Too much, the, too, too much technology, and I think there. I, I, I don't. It's either going to make us stronger or destroy us. Like, and I, I, I think about because I hold so much in my brain all the time. Like I'm yeah. constantly like like we're talking about the workspace being in your yeah. brain. I'm constantly thinking about four different things at, at once. I'm thinking about I'm just my day planner is in my head and yeah. sort of thing. And that's and I've always thought that's either going to make my brain a super brain right. to where it's like it's like a guy working out every day and he's just becoming bigger and stronger and he can handle more things he's becoming like the hulk or it's going to be like like a computer that is becoming just completely overhauled yeah. can't handle anymore cannot compute and shuts down and one day that's just going to happen to me well what's the scariest is that i mean i i clearly remember being in high school and not having a phone in college it was Part the of best college, yeah I just, that was the best time. Yeah, I like loved my friends, and we did a lot more. I think you just yeah, do a you, lot more. It's you go out a lot more because you don't. It it is this false like um, connectivity, which yeah. is just a great topic for just music in general. Yeah, or I wrote a song about it. Yeah. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, because oh. you you because there is the semblance of of knowing people, yeah. but it's not actually knowing people. But if you can use, like, I want to use social media in my in my heart of hearts. I want to use it to actually go out to use it to connect, to, and like that be the first connection, and second connection. Actually, be going out and doing things with these yeah. people that I've connected with. Like, like the all the advertisements for social media or iPhones or all this stuff shows people saying, "See you there at seven and then right. and, and sending it out, and then going out, and then they're at the thing, and they're dancing yeah. at this concert or something's happening, and that's not what we use it for. Well. There was also this other story I'm remembering of a, I think it was like CNN or somebody who does stories. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> this is very captivating already. She, they, there was this challenge for a few girls to stop, to like leave their phones at home mm-hmm. for like, or just get off of all sources for like a week. And, you know, there was this one girl that was like, well, I had to meet up with a friend and I she was late, but I didn't have my phone, so I didn't know. So I went and sat at the bar, and I ended up, because I didn't have my phone, I to be looking husband. at, well, I mean, not her husband, but I think, like, the bartender was talking to her, and they really hit it Oh, off. really? Yeah. And because she couldn't look at her phone, because that's what we do. It's like, it has taken away all of our, in the same sense, it has both taken away our insecurity, because we're never alone. Yeah. But it's also taken away 
communities. So we are more alone. Mm-hmm. We're not. Ne- we're not. We're never alone, but we are more alone physically. But yeah. we always have our iPhone counterpart. So she ends up. He ends up talking to her because she didn't have anything to look at. So she had to order something like a drink that's, or something. That's so true. And then they just ended up because she doesn't have a newspaper or anything. She's just sitting there. So he's talking to her, and then he. I think he like got her number. And I'm sure she was like, well, I can't talk to you in a week, but, you know, you can call me. If you can wait a week. Um, then I will be back on after this news source stops interviewing <laughs> me. So, yeah. Well, are we done because the tow guy's here? Oh, my gosh. Do I need to? Uh, yeah, we can be. I'm sorry. I <laughs> it's fine. thought earlier I didn't this morning he said, call me later. Well, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for doing the podcast. <laughs> sorry. Mr. B is here. That'll do it for episode 52. If you would like to check out more of Sarah Beth Goh's music, uh, her latest album, Wish It Had, is available on iTunes and Amazon and other places where digital media is sold. Uh, you can also follow her on the Instagrams and the Twitters uh, at Sarah Beth Go. And thank you for listening. Uh, this was a really fun episode, and uh, I hope you guys had a great time. As always, for Who Writes This Stuff, I'm Nick Flora, and uh, go do something creative. 